Hello everyone and welcome back to Breaking the Fourth Wall. Today I got a, a good special treat for you today. <laughs> I got a special guest here. His name is Dave. He told me to call him Hambone. And I think that uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the interview here, I won't be referring to uh, Mr. Hamblin or Hemlin, right? As, yeah, as I'll be referring to him as Hambone. So first off, how are you doing, Hambone? How are you doing today? Oh, just ducky. Everything's just ducky. <laughs> nice. So, you know, this is. Uh, an interview show, but it's meant to be more of a, a relaxing, chill out session, just kind of bullshit and have some fun. So let's kick it off with, uh, you know, can you tell the, the the listeners who you are? Yeah, I'm David Hamblin, Hambone. That's what my mom and everybody else calls me, amongst other things. Um, I'm born on Martha's Vineyard, born and raised there. Uh, we were poor people. We weren't the Kennedys. <laughs> um, and you know, the rest of it is, that's basically it. You know, I mean, just a regular individual, like everybody else out there, you know, that works for a living and that kind of shit. Only <clears throat> I had some ties. I was in Jaws when I was a kid and now I work in the movie industry and that's about it. And I own cats and that kind of shit. <laughs> nice. Uh, what, what do you do in the industry? I'm a prop maker, which means prop maker is like a, a, just a nice way of saying that you're a carpenter, but you can do anything that they need done, basically. Okay. So, you know, most of the, most of the stuff we build regularly, you know, like real stuff, like a real house would be constructed. We do that kind of thing. Then most of the stuff, if we're on stage, most of that is one by three in Luan, staple guns, glue. Uh, and of course, you know, you can't do any of this shit without an impact gun now. You gotta have that. <laughs> yeah. And then we build, we build these really incredible things. I mean, like your, your, where you guys work, your radio station, whatever we could build that, you know, all of that. Okay. And there you have it, you know, and then a week later after they're done shooting it, if they're, you know, usually the stuff's are, unless it's going to be a permanent set for a TV show or the main set of a movie, then we just rip it down a, a couple of days later and throw it in the trash and build something else. Dang. All right. Well, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, you know, we're lucky because we got the painters. We got, you know, usually, generally I'm a prop maker, but I'm, I'm, I'm not like one of the, the incredible guys. There's incredible guys that can build you anything. They're that really that good. I mean, I'm just regular dude these guys are pretty incredible and then the painters come in and the painters and plasterers they come in and they make us our work look like a million dollars wow hey you know, somebody's like, got to do it right <laughs> right well you know we're not we're not the joe alves of the industry or you know you got them and you know it just cracks me up because this this evening before you guys called me i was watching something on the tv and they're having this big interview about Hollywood. And the only people they're talking to are the talent, you know, the actors. Right. They call them the talent. Well, these people, they come in, they're catered to, man. They make a ton of money. I mean a ton of money. We, you, and, you and I can't even fathom 
what some of these people are bringing home. You know, and they have they come in when everything's built. Mm-hmm. They have their be they got they got fucking trailers with air conditioning and all of that, and then they got people that did run the errands for them. It's pretty pretty amazing, you know. I mean, me personally, I, serious man. If if it was me personally, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah but we want you to do a movie." Okay, great. And this guy's going to do all the shit for you. I would feel bad telling you, oh, can you run over to cable and pay my bill? And then <laughs> run over here and do this one. And then go to, over here to Starbucks because I can't function without a Starbucks latte with all this bullshit in it. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Seriously, I would feel bad. Because I'm used, I'm used to, like yourself, or probably 90% of the people listening to this, are run, out running around and they have to do everything for themselves. Right. You know, there's nobody, there's no assistant or any of that shit for us. I you wish know, so there you, was. Get, you do this job, you get up at three in the morning, you go in, brush your teeth, you put the coffee on, you feed the cats, you drink your coffee, pack your lunch, and hit the fucking road by quarter to four. Right. Then you, you roll up to the sound, the sound stage. You start where you got people screaming at you to go to work at six o'clock. And you know, and we're all adults, we're professionals. I don't need somebody to go to work. I don't want to hear that shit. Right. How about, how about fuck you? <laughs> you know, I got, I got out of bed. It's cold outside. I don't, I'm, you're not my mom. I don't need you screaming at me. Right. You know, there are guys that do, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, but there ain't no call for that. Nobody no. needs that at six o'clock in the morning. Especially, no, I was working on. I was working on Down Periscope years ago. Uh huh. Kel- Kelsey Grandma movie. Yeah. And I'm up on top. I'm up on the conning tower. One of these big, big ass things we made. And I mean, and it did. The inside of it looked like a submarine. The outside of it kind of more or less did. And I'm up on the conning tower, and we're working. It's like quarter of seven in the morning, so we've been going for about 45 minutes. Oh, man. And I'm up there, me being me, I'm up on the conning tower, and I'm like, coffee! And everybody fucking stops. (laughs) (laughs) Who fucking did that? And everybody, anybody that knows me knew it was me. (laughs) That's awesome. But it's but you dude, it's like you know you're there for twelve. You you're spending more time on these stages with like with with like you're my partner or something. I'm with you six seven days a week, twelve hours a day if we're working on a feature. Uh huh. You spend then you then it's traffic. You know, at forty five minutes in the morning getting in. You know, an hour hour and a half two hours going home at night depending on the traffic. Right. You know, you spend more time with me than you do your wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. I can you see know? that. That'd be, that would be pretty rough. To do a fucking movie. Yeah. You Dang. know, and, and it's, it's like my dad, my, my, my stepdad, Ward Welton. He was the dude that got the paint to stick to the sharks in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Guy was a legend. And, but if you asked him, you know, if I called him up, hey, what are you working on? I'm just some other piece of shit. <laughs> nice. And that's what everything was to him. He none of this shit, man. But you, dude, I'm one of those people. I don't. I don't. Just give me a fucking check, and I'll stay home. <laughs> Fair that, enough. That's how much I care. 
you know? Yeah. But you get these people, you get these people that take this stuff so seriously. You know, you're, 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 you're making a feature. You're, it's all make-believe. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got these guys, these guys that don't do anything. They come in in the morning and they're clean. They're clean. I mean, clean. Not like me and you going in five minutes after you're there, you're covered with sweat and sawdust and all this other shit. No, these guys are clean. Oh, you think, you know, I'm thinking that these walls need to be 16 feet high. For fucking what? <laughs> the camera never shoots that high. Okay. You know, at best, it, even 12 feet is over the top. Oh, wow. Usually, usually they're not going up. You know, every occasionally, depending on what it is, you see ceilings. But that's mm-hmm. very seldom. The next time you're watching a feature or something, pay attention to that. Or a TV show, especially TV shows, you very, almost never see ceilings. So they'll just tell you, oh, yeah, we, we wanted these 12-feet walls, whatever, 12-foot walls, and give us crown molding. Well, you, you know, unless you're going to use ceiling flats, which are usually uh, a one-by-three frame with, like, some kind of uh, material. I can't think of what the material is that they use off the top of my head, but it's like a, almost like a canvas. Oh, okay. So you, you stretch it out real tight and staple it down to this frame, and then usually it drops down and sits on that crown molding. Uh-huh. And occasionally you might see a little of that, but pretty much almost never. It adds more work to what we are already doing. For nothing. <laughs> no one's going to see it. You know? That's and ridiculous. Guys and, and they're all worried about if they're going to get an Emmy for something. <laughs> oh, man. You know, oh. I'm, no, I'm serious. These people, they go to college and shit like that, you know, and they, they went to, to school to tell me how to make a wall look like a wall. That's crazy. I couldn't even imagine doing all all the while standing there with their half-calf, decaf, whatever, mocha latte from Starbucks, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, you know that, you know, in, in the, little, the little, like, Izod shirt. <laughs> with the, the collar rolled up, you know, and they, they're like, us, you know, and some of them, some of them even wear the sweaters tied around their necks, like if I was growing up on the vineyard all over again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm, oh no, dude, seriously, you know, and and then they have, and these guys come in, and, and they're using our PAs that, you know, I'm the one, I'm going to the PAs going, okay, I need this, all this fucking hardware for these doors, these cabinets, this bathroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's going, oh, I brought my daughter in today. Do you think you can go and get her something off of the truck, get her some pancakes? Dude, it's 10 o'clock. Breakfast is over. Wow. You know? Really? You know, and, and so, of course, the girl goes out and she asks, and the guy's like, no, we're prepping for lunch. There's no breakfast. It's over. So she goes in, and he starts yelling at her. It's not her fault that you get here at 9 o'clock. We were here at 6. Right. We've been jobbing for three hours. Right. And these, they, they want to come in and start telling you what to do while you're on your coffee break. Ugh. You know, because we're union, so we have to have a break. Right. You know? And, you know, in some, some people that you work for are really cool. You get, like, 20 minutes, half an hour. 
In other people, you get 15 minutes, no more, no less. Wow. You know, oh, yeah, dude, and, it's, and most of the time, I mean, you know, even, and it, and it really sucks because, you know, say say you and I go out to dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you, we order our food and stuff like that, and you're sitting back and, you know, taking a bite and you're enjoying it, and I'm wolfing it down. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Because they only give me so much time. And, you know, I'm out with my old lady or whatever, my girlfriend Susie and my grandson, whatever, the old tanned and we're having and, and, and they're like dude you know you eat like an animal it's like yeah you know <laughs> and, and you get used to it it's embarrassing <laughs> you know That's I mean crazy, I, make, I make really we make good money we do you know we're union employees we make pretty good money um, but you know at the same time it's it's pretty pretty incredible everything that goes on <laughs> um you know, like like um, we're talking about movies and stuff, you know, and we don't make anything really that cool anymore. Like when they did Jaws, for example, you know, we did Jaws and they're doing all this really cool stuff, building sharks and, you know, all of that. Now what they do is build backdrops and all that other stuff is done with CGI, which you can tell whether you're watching it on your TV or in a theater, that it looks stupid. Mm, yeah. You know, when they blow up, even when they blow up stuff, man, I mean, you know, when they did the Terminator 2, they blew up that bar that was over by where my parents live, and, I mean, they blew that fucking thing up. <laughs> yeah. But it, it looked really cool. Now they blow it up, and it's like it looks cool, but it looks hokey. You know, you can tell that it's not real. That's fair. That's true. You know, I mean, sometimes they'll even have us, depending on who the director is and stuff like that, sometimes we'll build a whole city and they'll blow that up. That'd be cool to see. A, a whole town. I'm th- trying to think of the feature. They, ju- they did that a few years ago up in Palmdale and it looked really cool. We did the reshoot for Valkyrie with oh. the African scene a few years ago. Doug Womack was my, uh, he was the coordinator I was working for at the time. Doug and, Doug and his uh, wife, Leslie, she was, Leslie took, she was like the bookkeeper lady for us. Okay. And, and to Leslie, all of the guys are like her, her sons, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it was great working for them. Leslie always made sure there was snacks for the guys and shit like that, which is also very rare. Hell yeah. But we get sent out to this desert out in Lucerne, California. By 8 o'clock in the morning, we're on the road at 4 a.m. We had to get an early call, load your shit, get on a truck and drive. Oh, shit. That's so way driving. too damn early. Four hours or some shit to get out there. Three hours, whatever it was. We get out there, it's about, you know, and we start working. It's about 8 o'clock in the morning, and it's already 110. Jeez. Hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock. No shit. Oh, man. You know, but, they, but we've done these. They had these couple of Sherman tanks that they, somebody had bought, and then they cut them all apart and re-welded everything back together so that it looked like they looked like German Panzer fours. Okay. 
except for where the tracks are. Still had all the Sherman um, suspension and all of that crap. So we had to build these skirts out of three quarter MDF with wheels and all of this shit. So they did. They look. We put the fiberglass tracks on them and shit, and they looked great. They did. They looked really, really cool. So they got this column with a couple of these tanks and trucks and all of this other crap that a military unit should have or whatever. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're going to shoot it the next day. There's 250 extras, something like that, something outrageous. But they're all in the German garb. So it's like stepping back in time. Oh, that would be cool to see. Oh, dude, it was really amazing. It really was. I mean, and I love that war history crap. So I was in, I was in heaven. <laughs> nice. So, you know, we're we're trying to get all this stuff together because they want to do the, all the effects with the, the explosions and the plane coming in and strafing this German column. <clears throat> and the fiberglass tracks are melting because of the heat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you know, so you're out in the fucking desert. You got nothing. You know what? Whatever you, you know, the the minimum. Right. You're trying to get this stuff to <laughs> pretty pretty incredible. It was we we pulled it off, but it was like you got to be shitting me. That's crazy. Holy crap! I couldn't. So even sometimes imagine, it's man. sometimes it's a lot of fun. Most times it's a lot of headaches. <laughs> that, fair enough. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's it's really it's not what people think. I mean, you know, in the in the Hollywood, isn't it's I'm sure it's very similar because I know you guys do features out there as well. So I'm sure it's pretty much the same treatment for you know the the guys behind the scenes. They don't get any credit. They get treated like shit, and people are like, "Oh, you work at the movie studios? That's really cool." No, it's really not. Right? Yeah, you know? I I could see that. Right. If you're one of the, if you're one of the important people, oh yeah, they'll do anything. We had a guy get his Harley Davidson stolen out of a parking structure at Sony years ago. Uh huh. Okay, and they're like, oh well, that's your fault. You park. They they cut the chain. They cut this heavy ass chain and got on the bike, hot wired it, and rode it right out the gate. And they got it on the camera and everything. <laughs> so you know. My buddy, I know the guy very well. He's—he, I won't say his name. I don't want me or him getting in trouble. <laughs> right. But he—he he goes to security, and they're like, "Well, you know, it's your fault for parking in the structure." Oh my well, gosh! Where the, fuck, where the fuck do you suppose we're supposed to park? Right. You know, that's where you tell us to park. You know, so. And here's the thing, man. Here's the here's the reality of it. So basically, he gets boned out of like a thirty. Thirty, forty thousand dollar Harley Davidson. Right. You know he has to eat it. But if it was you, if it was like say say it was um oh I don't know some some any name, name an actor or actress. You know if it was their car or motorcycle, it would be replaced now. Yeah, exactly. You know it, at no cost to the actor or actress. You know, I mean, it's really amazing. It's really amazing, you know, the the treatment level. You know, and it's not just us. It's not just us at all anymore. I mean, like this morning, 
My mom passed recently back in May, so I'm emptying her house out or trying to. Yeah. And, you know, we stopped. A buddy of mine's helping me, a guy I used to work for him. He used to be my boss in the studios years ago. He's retired now, so we stopped to get breakfast anyway, long story short. And we, you walk into Mickey D's, old Mac Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm standing by the counter waiting for somebody to go up. Can I take your order, you know? Oh, no. Now you've got to go over to these things and, and press buttons to get your fucking order. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you serious? You know, and, and the kid came over, and he was really a nice kid, and he's like, look, i got to do it this way because my boss, you know, I'll get yelled at and shit if I, I'm like, whatever, it's cool, dude, no worries. Mm-hmm. But all of these companies are looking at, you know, it's the same thing in the movie industry. Everybody's looking at the profit margin. Right. You know, how much money can I pocket at these workers' fucking expense? You know, and anybody, anybody out there, whether they're, you know, wherever your listeners are all over the country, I'd imagine. Yeah. But, you know, if you think I'm wrong, you know, these people that are running our country do not give a fuck about you. Just remember that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not giving rich people a tax break and more money. Meanwhile, you're paying more. So that these rich people that already have all this money can have more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's craziness. And all these jobs are going away. You know, yeah, they want to get you used to going into McDonald's or whatever and pushing buttons for your meal. Or go to the grocery store now, shop, get all your stuff, get up to the counter, and this is, this is Home Depot, Ralph's, John's, name someplace, Target. Mm-hmm. Check yourself out, bag your own groceries. Next thing they're going to do is you, they're going to have you stock in the fucking shelves for them. <laughs> You're probably you not can... far from the truth. Dude, tell me I'm wrong. You know, I started out years ago on Martha's Vineyard working at the Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company. Stocking shelves. And I was there when the first strike happened, and they did away with um, full-time employees. The only full-time employees could be department heads. Oh, wow. Everybody else, 32, you could, they could work you 38 hours, and then they had to cut you loose. You know, 38 hours a week maximum for like three weeks. And then all of a sudden you'd see these same people that they were working for 38 hours bumped down to 32 or 24, whatever. So they didn't have to give them benefits. That's ridiculous. You're a part-time employee. We don't have to give you anything. But it's not. And, and, and you know, <clears throat> there was a recently, was it Sears, I think, recently? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe a few months ago. Sears was claiming bankruptcy and all this. Yep. So the guy, the, the, the CEO of Sears, you know, he gets this golden parachute that's ridiculous, and so do all their other, up, you know, higher-ups. So then they got to pay their bills. They used all the cash they had to give all these guys bonuses. So then when they got to pay their, their, their bills... They're going, well, you know, we don't have any money, but, you know, we've got this money that we put aside for, you know, 
Joe Joe Shitty's fucking retirement fund. Oh well, you know what? It's still your money, regardless that you put it aside for them. It's still Sears and Roebuck property, so you can use that to pay your bills. Gotcha. Are you shitting me? Yeah, that's... And that's the thing, man. I mean, you know, so most of these lawyers, even the guys that are negotiating my, my contract, mm-hmm. you know, you go down the union hall when the contract's over with and everybody's, oh, we're good for the next three years. Yeah, but we just got fucked. 3% pay increase over three years, which basically ends up being pocket change. Right. How much money did, how much did we lose in medical benefits? Thousands. The answer's thousands. Every contract that happens. So I go down the union hall and I'm like, dude, my fucking cats could negotiate better than this. <laughs> I can you know, see you doing even, it, man. Even, even old Magoo in Kincaid and Slink know that you're not supposed to, it's not about giving back to the producers, it's about making them give you more. You're killing yourself for these fuckers. Jeez. But that's you the know, way of America, it, isn't it? Like, you, you work yourself to death, you bleed for everybody else, and, and they just take and take and take. That's the way it is, right? Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and to get to get your full retirement package, I mean, like, I'll I'll still get retirement, but... I'm never going to, I got in when I was 35 years old. You, they want, I've had a back injury. I was out for three years with that. I've had two double bypasses. So there's two more years. Yeah. You know, um, I had put tore an Achilles off. That was another year. So I've lost like six, seven years. Jeez, man. Health issues, and the older you get, the more frequent you start having. You get up in the morning, and it's like, oh Jesus, that didn't hurt before. You know, <laughs> so true. It's pretty crazy, you know. But you, they want these producers want you to work thirty years and three sixty thousand hours. That think about that sixty thousand hours. That's insane. Okay, and you're doing heavy, this, this movie shit is, you know, yeah, okay, one by three in Luan, you know, when you build a wall, it doesn't weigh that much. But when you start planting the baseboard and the doors and the frames and the windows and the, in these same walls, they all of a sudden weigh a fucking ton. <clears throat> and even the outside union guys, out here anyway, I don't, I don't know about New York, but I know out here, the outside union guys, they work 20 years, then they can retire. So if you start at 20, you can retire at 40 with full benefits because they know that what construction does to your body. Dang. These people don't care. I mean, I'm talking to you right now, and I've got my, my left leg is completely numb because of all the back shit. Wow, man, that's oh. insane. I don't know how you could do it for so long. Well, you know, as soon as all of this shit with my mom's place is settled, once it's all cleared out, I got to go back to work. Right. You know, and I mean, and it is, it's, 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 I hate what I do. I really do. You know, I mean, the only thing that's cool about it is going to work and some of the guys that you work with, you, like I'm telling you, some of these guys are just genius carpenters, genius painters. I mean, and I, and I don't consider myself one of them, although most people know who I am. Mm-hmm. 
It's more because I'm one of those people that you want to work with because I work hard, I'm funny, that kind of shit. I'm not, I don't consider myself talented, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're coming up on the end of the show, but I just, you know, just from the short conversation we had, just, you know, BSing back and forth and, and listening to your stories and stuff, going off of the last thing you were just saying there, if I worked in the same job as you, I would have to agree with them that I would like to work with you just because you are. You're a funny dude and you tell it like it is. So I want to say personally, thank you for coming on the show and, and you know, being real. Oh, well, no worries, man. I mean, anytime, you know, I mean, probably didn't even touch half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I got a million, I got a gazillion fucking stories. You know, I mean, I work, most of the guys I work with, I refer to as chicks. <laughs> Jeez. You know, they, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, Hambum, where's Ray? I got to, got, got to, I need Ray to go do this. I'd tell him, oh, she's over there. <laughs> That's and they're funny. going, no, dude, Ray. And I'm like, yeah, she's over there. <laughs> Nice. You know, so I'm I'm on the back lot at Universal after the fire. You know, like every every eleven or twelve years, mm -hmm. it gets it, Universal miraculously gets struck by like Jewish lightning or something that burns down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, so we're back there working, and this guy goes to the boss. It, my my four minute coffee time, and you know, I'm I'm in the 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 coffee area with the painters because we got some women painters that are, they're pretty good looking, you know, and they're nice and you can talk to them and they, they smell better than the guys do. Well, that's fair. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in there bullshitting with them a little bit and I come out and I got my coffee and I'm wa wandering back over to where I'm supposed to be at when we go back to work. And Gary comes out my form and he's like, Hey, Hambone. And I'm like, Hey, what's up, Gary? He said, did you call Fitzy a chick? And I said, well, maybe, probably. And he says, well, why would you do that? I said, well, if he's right in front of everybody, everybody. I said, well, dude, if he goes running back to you, obviously he's a little bitch. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know, the fuck? What do you want from me? You know what I'm saying? That's oh, dumb. man. But well, you know, it, with the... It's life, man. You, you have to make the best out of it, regardless. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know some people are going to, you know, listen to this and say, oh, well, you know, he's got it pretty easy. And I, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's easy, but I'm fortunate, you know. Um, and that's all you can, and you have to try to go through life and just be happy with what you have. Right. I absolutely agree with that. You know, I mean, I hope I didn't hurt anybody's feelings, and if I did, get over it, you know, because I'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> there uh, you go. You know, I, and I don't lose any sleep over it. It's like, whatever, man. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I like the shock value in everything. Right. You know, the, is... look, the look on somebody's face, and I'm like, oh, dude, the fucking cops just came and fucking gave you a ticket. What? What? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> But you have to, you know, and, you, and that's one of the things I learned from my dad. My dad was one of the best bullshitters you've ever seen in this business. And you have to be able to sell it, you know, with a perfectly straight face, man, no matter how funny it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm an expert at it. That's awesome. That's, 
and it's good to have a sense of humor about stuff, you know? Like, even even if it does offend some people, there, there ain't no way you can't make everybody happy these days. That's just the way well, it is. Well, it's not. It's not at all like when we were kids. What, I've probably got, what, 20 years on you? Yeah, <laughs> probably. You know, right. You know, and I mean, you know, you go back, you go turn back time, and you could never have, you could never have all in the family on TV now. Right. Unless you used me. I could be, I could be fucking Archie Bunker because I'm an expert at all of that shit, <laughs> and it doesn't fucking bother me in the least. There you, you know go. But I mean, you know, th- that kind of thing is, is now we. It's like I grew up with beatings. You know, if you if you fucked up at school or whatever the case may be, you got a beating. Right. Not like these kids now. They got no respect for anything. You know, they want everything handed to them, and it's like you know. And even my grandson, he's only nine, and I try to tell him, dude, you know, you, you, have, you have it a whole lot better than a lot of kids that you go to school with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you know, if you want something, either me or your mom, you know, if, we can, if it's not stupid, you get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of these kids don't, you know, they don't get the video games. It's like when I was a kid, we didn't get all of this shit on our birthdays. No, no, yeah, and sometimes you even got, you know, the generic version or whatever. You just had to make do with what you got. Right, man. You know, it wasn't. You know, that's that was the way it was. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. You know, and and I mean, you know, so you know, now it's like it's, and you have these discussions at work with people, especially now with the whole thing with Trump and all that. And, you know, it's, it's fine, whatever, you know, I, I, he's not, I'm not a fan, but whatever, you know, it's the people that are a fan, that's cool too. I don't really, I don't care. But, you know, it's, it's now it's like, you know, you get these discussions at work and they're these guys that I work with, they're, they're like me or you, these are the, most of the common people that go to work every day. And they're bitching about the, the poor single mom that's getting welfare or food stamps, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're bitching about that, but they don't say anything about, you know, like Robert Kraft, I'm a Patriots fan, <clears throat> you know, getting all this money every year. You know, really, dude? No, you've got millions of dollars. You should be paying millions of dollars in taxes. Right. No <laughs> <laughs> so, kidding. But, you know, so, you know, when I tell these guys, hey, man, if they take my tax money, and it goes to helping somebody that's less fortunate than me, and I don't care whether it's a single mom or a veteran or whatever. I don't have a problem with that. But if you're going to take my tax money and give it to people that don't need it, I mm-hmm. have a fucking problem. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I mean, it's it's not not that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's, I got gotcha. you. It's not about being a saint. I mean, look at the homeless problem we have now. You know, we never saw anything like this ever. Yeah. You know, but meanwhile, they're they're b- buying up apartment buildings in Los Angeles and bulldozing them to put up bigger ones to make you pay more than a mortgage payment for a one bedroom apartment. It's yeah. crazy. The greed, the greed is out of control. I was no one, say. no one wants to help anyone anymore. Yeah, it's all about that money, man. All about that. Yeah, money. right. You know, but, dude. Uh, 
with that, I, I got to bring the, the show to a uh, close here. Um, I'm actually over my limit and my time here. So, you know, I definitely want to carry on some more conversation with you. And, um, you know, it had been brought up before that maybe we can get you on one of the other podcasts. So I definitely want to uh, see that happen, Hambone. That would be awesome to get you. And I just let you go, man. You you got some good stuff going. <laughs> so having me man i appreciate it i appreciate it a hundred times over i can't even tell you yeah i loved having you and to all the listeners out there you know i hope you appreciate it you listen to what the man had to say and if you don't we don't give a shit so get well, over there is that there is that <laughs> you know but uh I'm to church sunday and i'll be there giving the fucking mass what do you think <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen This has been Breaking the Fourth Wall, and we'll catch you later. Hi, this is Eddie Beeson. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment.